Jazz podcast number eight. And as promised yesterday, I said I was going to talk about something that might potentially be controversial. I want to talk about uh, the who should be allowed to vote. And the reason I say it's going to be controversial is because I very much do not think every individual should have Everyone should have the right to vote. I don't think everyone should be allowed to vote. And I will get into that a little bit more. First, I wanted to kind of start off and talk about how things were at the founding of the country. And there's all kinds of fun things like the 1619 Project and all of that that pretend that uh, the country was just fundamentally racist at its founding which is so fucking ridiculous but at the founding the only people who were allowed to vote were landowners property owners and there's a good reasoning behind that and a reason that i think that's something that maybe not necessarily property owners per se uh as it was defined at that time but having some ownership of something like the the idea behind that is if you own stuff you are a contributing member of society you have a vested interest in what's going on so you're going to be more likely to actually care about who you vote for and what they represent and what they stand for and what they're going to do to ensure that uh your vote is worthwhile and it's going to serve you and serve your interests and help protect you and your property. And that's a, uh, it's a very strong libertarian idea and concept is property rights because we all to some extent, or many of us own property of some sort. I have a house, I have a truck, my wife has a car, we have savings accounts, bank accounts. We have all these things that belong to us that we own. But the problem that we have with the way the government has manipulated and twisted it all around is the government has taken away our actual ownership and through excessive taxation of everything, they've turned it all into basically a lease agreement with the state. And that's bullshit. Like, at no point in the, the founding of the country was that intended. And that's why I really do believe that, at least to some extent, you should return to the way things were at the founding, where people who own things and have a, uh, have a vested stake in the decisions of the government are the ones who... <clears throat> who have the say in who gets elected and what those elected officials are going to be proposing and and pushing forward and standing for and how they're going to be legislating because if you don't if you don't own a house if you don't own a car if you don't have any of those things why would you care if i have to pay taxes on my car or my truck or my house if you don't have a savings account or investments of any sort why do you care if i have to pay excess taxes on 
any capital gains that I have, like none of that stuff affects you. And that's, that may not have been the direct intent, but the founding fathers definitely saw that those were the people who were needing to, who needed to be the ones who were making the decisions because they're the ones who actually have some sort of vested interest in it. And they're the ones who are going to be directly affected by it the most. And so, so that'll kind of get into a lot of the other stuff that I, I want to talk about with this because voting should not just be whoever wants to have a say gets to have a say. Like if people don't have some sort of a, some sort of a, an investment in the system and to see it be done properly, what's to stop? I mean, look at what we've got now. We have some of the most uneducated people on both sides of the aisle who turn out in droves to vote for whoever their favorite mainstream media uh, conglomerate has propagandized them into believing is the lesser of two evils. And none of that shit matters when it all really comes down to it because none of those people have anything invested in this. If Biden wins or if Trump wins, there is no cost to any of those people. Like, and I don't say this to, to diminish poor people or uneducated people or, you know, anything like that. But the problem that we have is when, when the masses like that are allowed to make the decisions and have absolutely nothing riding on those decisions, then it costs all of us who do have actual investments made in our lives, in our time, in everything that we've done, in our homes, in our vehicles. We're the ones who get left holding the bag for the poor decisions of people who have no fucking clue what they're talking about at all. And it should absolutely outrage everyone who's on our side of this. Uh, odds are, if you're listening to this, you probably know me or know of me in some way. And you probably have a home, have a vehicle, have a business of some sort. Like you are legitimately invested in the forward progress of our country, of our economy, of everything that's going on right now. You probably have kids that you're trying to build something for so that moving forward, they have a future and have prospects to grow up into. And we are being overrun by people who don't give a single solitary fuck about it. And that, that should be infuriating. And so what I'm going to talk about, this is going to be a relatively short episode, but what I'm going to talk about with my proposals for how to go about uh, fixing the system, it would never get accepted. It, it would honestly never get accepted by Democrats or Republicans because it would cut out the most base moron contingent 
of both parties. It would cut out a lot of the the ignorant sheep that they are able to groom and use to push forward their own agendas and give the people who actually have investment in the system the voice and the decision making and if that happened if the people who are actually invested and whose uh livelihoods ride on the decisions that the politicians make then every single politician that is currently in office would end up being gone they would all get voted out because honestly if we're being totally totally honest and we really look at it not a single one of those motherfuckers has any of our interests in mind they are all doing exactly what they need to do to keep themselves in power and to keep making money for themselves and to keep poor people poor and stupid people stupid. So the way that we fix the voting system in the country is I, uh, I don't believe that everyone in the country should be allowed to vote. I do believe that everyone in the country should have the right to vote, but to exercise the right to vote, it has to be more than flashing a card with your name on it, or in the case of this election, just uh, filling out a ballot and not even scratching a legible signature on it and sending it back in with no accountability whatsoever. But that's a topic for another day. But I really do think that there should be more of a conscious effort required to exercise that right to vote. I think there should be a, a cognitive test of some sort that you have to pass or at the very least like go and take to show that you care enough about the issues to vote. I do think in some ways that the, uh, the founders when it was originally uh, established who was allowed to vote, property owners were allowed to vote. I do think you should have to have some sort of ownership of something. If it's a house, land, a vehicle, uh, hell, a savings account, investment account of some sort, like, you should have some ownership of something that that invests you into the system that you actually have some skin in the game and you've got something writing on it that if the people that you elect do a shitty job and don't actually represent your interests, that you could actually be hurt by that, that it could have a negative effect on you. That way people have to actually look into the issues and have to actually look at the, the candidates and try to decide like, which one of these is really the best one that's going to represent my interests and is going to make me prosperous by what they do? See, with allowing literally every Tom, Dick, and Harry to vote, we have allowed people who don't have anything writing on it. Like, if you don't have, if, if it doesn't matter who wins and nothing is going to change for you one way or the other, 
then you're just going to go vote for whoever's name you've heard the most or whoever the corporate press has told you is the lesser of the two evils. Or you'll vote against the person who you perceive as the bad guy without knowing anything about the person. So like a cognitive cognitive test of some sort like should be administered. If you want to vote, you have to go take this test and you have to prove that you know who the candidates are, that you know what they stand for, that you know at least something about a policy position that they've held at any point in the past or that they've said they're running on and is a platform position that they held that they hold going into the future. Now, there has to be some level of accountability for the voter. Because right now there is none. There is absolutely none. And it, it shows up it shows up a lot in the it shows up a lot in the democratic states, uh, specifically in the large liberally run cities where the policy is to take care of everybody and you know you get all the the welfare and the handouts and the government programs medicare for all all of this stuff and it doesn't hold anybody to any level of accountability the people who uh, end up being the ones holding the bag for all of this and have to bear the responsibility for everything are the people like me and probably most of you who you own a house, you own a vehicle, you have made investments, you have money tied up in the banking system, you've got a job, a career, you're moving in some direction. You might own your own business or a lot of you that I know farm. You have actual skin in the game and you've got stuff at stake that if this goes badly, it's going to directly affect you. And the people who don't own anything and don't give a shit about any of that, they have no motivation to do anything but look out for their own interests. And if looking out for their own interests means voting for people who are going to take away from people that have stuff that they don't have, that's fine with them. And that's a problem. See, that's a that's a big problem. I think... I think you should have to take a test of some sort and prove that you know what the issues are, that you know who the candidates are, and that you and actually prove some some investment in how the outcome is going to go. And that's going to sound horrible to most people. I I'm sure if anybody actually watches this or listens to this, I'm probably going to get people commenting that that's racist or that's sexist or that's classist or that's whatever. I don't think it is. I sincerely don't believe that expecting people to do some homework and know what the issues are and know who the candidates are is racist or classist. I don't ex- I don't believe that expecting people to have some vested interest and stake in what's going to happen to the country before they're allowed to vote for what's going to happen in the country is racist or sexist or anything. I'm not saying that we should not give everyone the same right and ability to vote. What I'm saying is that the onus should be placed on the voter to 
take steps and take actions to prove that they want to have a say in this beyond just walking in somewhere and punching a button on a machine and walking out. Now, you have to be invested in the system enough so that you know what's going on and that you can make an educated and well-versed decision on how this is going to go and who is going to impact your life for the next four years. And if we did all of that, if we actually forced people to to take the time to invest in the system and to learn something about what's going on, people would start to learn more about tax codes. People would start to learn more about foreign wars and where government is actually sending the money. People would start looking more closely into the public education system and all the corruption that exists there. People would start looking a lot more closely into some of these public sector government unions and the way their pensions are handled and the way they just rob us hand over fist and all of the corruption and the waste, the excessive waste of money that goes throughout all of the government systems. Like if we, the voters were forced to make an effort to look at that stuff first before just going and punching a button or checking a box on a ballot, a lot of this stuff would get changed. And the reason that on a national and even a state level or even a local level, that none of the stuff that I'm talking about would ever actually come into existence is because every politician on the planet knows that if we, the voting people, were required to make informed decisions and actually start looking into what they're doing, we would vote every one of those motherfuckers out right now. We would get rid of them in a heartbeat because none of them are actually serving our interests. They're all serving their own interests. If you have a better idea for how to go about voting, I really want to hear it. I want this podcast and these videos to be something that spurs conversation. I want people to get in on the Peddling Fiction podcast private Facebook group. And when we have the video calls, get on and let's talk about this stuff. We had great conversation uh, over the weekend or last Friday evening uh, about all kinds of different political topics. And this could be one of them that people get in on and talk about. Uh, Outside of that, a lot of different people I know within libertarian circles, we text each other and talk about it. Zach Lorenzotti of Lorenzotti Coffee. He and I have conversations about this kind of stuff, this exact topic, as a matter of fact. We should be using these platforms and of social media not to fight with each other, but to have conversation and talk about where we go moving forward and how we fix the system, because it is broken. And I think this election cycle has proven without a doubt to everyone paying any attention that it is totally broken. And now we got to talk about how we fix it. And that only happens by these conversations being brought up. I think this is a way to fix it. What do you think? Shoot me a message. Subscribe to the podcast. Actually, go go subscribe to other podcasts. Don't subscribe to mine. There are way better ones out there. Uh, my Facebook, I posted a whole link, a, a whole list of links to stuff that you should definitely be following and the places you should be getting your news. And it is not me. I am just a uh, 
promoter of those. So go check all of those out. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a good day. I'll try to get another one of these out uh, sometime in the next couple of days. But if I don't, have a good one.